Welcome to Why Not, a podcast for creatives hosted by life coach and musician Jill Morris. That's me. Here, we're creating the life they told you wasn't realistic, we're going full-time with the hobby they said you'd grow out of, and we're throwing away the backup plan. Because why not live the exact life that you truly want? You in? Let's go. Welcome back, friends, to the podcast. I'm so thrilled that you're here. And today, we're going to be talking about something I talk about pretty frequently, I think, but productivity and capacity, because I think that's really the key to our thoughts about productivity and how we kind of interact with productivity. Now, as I've been kind of saying in the past few episodes, I've been looking up the dictionary definitions of things. If this is not your thing, I apologize, but I've just been getting really curious about like what is our kind of collective understanding of this word versus what are we actually, what have we decided its definition is. So you might be surprised to hear that the definition of productivity is not how to be, like, this is the way to be a good and, and like, good member of society. <laughs> it's not that. I know. It's not. It's the state or quality of producing something. That's it. It's, ju- it's just the state of, of creating, producing something. It is neutral. It is not a moral imperative, similar to how health is not a moral imperative. Um, it does not mean anything about you as a person. It is simply the state of producing something. And because we live in the society that we live in, at least in the United States, I might have some international listeners. And I think that a lot of, at least in maybe Western cultures, this um, prioritization of productivity above just everything else. (laughs) Like, that's the only thing that's really important in your life is to be producing something. Um, And one, one quick little note here is also in the definition it said um, something about, like, particularly in regards to crops. Those weren't the words that I used. It was more succinct, but I can't remember. I didn't write it down. So it, it is just the general state of producing something, but it it kind of comes from this from farming, from crops, right? The the act of producing a crop is kind of like the the genesis, you might say, of the word. And so when I was thinking about it in that context, and again in this context of we're in a society that really prioritizes, like, you just absolutely have to always be producing something. Like, of course, you know, you think about, I'll get into that in a minute. I'm, I don't want to get off track. Okay, so I was thinking about it in regards to crops. And I was thinking, you know, so kind of the the basic, I'm not much, I'm an earth baby, but I'm, um, I've kept my house plants alive for the most part, knock on wood. Outdoors, I haven't been as successful in producing crops, so to speak, plants. So forgive my rudimentary understanding of how like the basics of productivity of crops would work. But, you know, you plant the seed, right? And you water it. And then you kind of leave it alone. Like you might continue to check in on it and water it as needed. And there may be some other fertilizer or like some other things that you might do to it as it's growing. But there's an element of like the things that you do, right? And then there's an element of letting the sun hit it, like letting the breeze hit the plant, letting the earth do the other parts of the work. Like we're in a co-creation 
with the elements, with the earth, with the sun to produce this crop, this plant. We're not, we're not the only one, like we don't, we're not actively making it as you would maybe like, I'm thinking like a clay pot, right? Like you have the clay and you, you manipulate it. Though even then you're still working with the elements because you put it in a kiln. But, you know, we're not like creating the plant from our hands start to finish, right? Like we're co-creating with the universe, essentially. I say that because it's the sun and, and other elements. And so even in this idea of productivity with crops, we're not constantly actively producing something. Like there's a moment of rest and patience and co-creation and delegation. And I, I had never really thought about it in this way of like, you know, part of planting something is delegating part of that work to the elements, like, we're not doing everything ourselves. We, we simply cannot. <laughs> like, the plants need the sun to produce. And so when I think about it this way, I, it really shifted a lot of my thoughts on productivity in general because we just think of it as, like, the things that we're doing, right? But there's a part of production that is the things that we're not doing. Like, it, it is the parts where we go and live our lives, we go create art. We go be in, in community and in connection with others and with the earth and, and ourselves. And that gets so lost in our society because, you know, capitalism and, and the, this, this idea of like toxic productivity, which I've talked about before. I think I have a podcast episode on it. I will link it in the show notes. But so we have to think about this, that like part of the state of producing something is not just active creation. And that is so important for especially those of us who might be like me, who err on the side of just doing, 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 doing. And over the past few years, I've really started to lean into let's rest a lot more. Let's not put as much on our, on our to-do list. Let's maybe even not even have a list. Let's just lean a little more into intuition and err on the side of resting too much versus working too much, producing too much, doing too much. And of course, too much is relative, right? Like even for me, my like low level productivity is probably a lot more than some other people who for whom like rest is just really easy and kind of their default mode. And there is no judgment on either side. Like because of our society, it might sound as if I'm saying this is better. And I, I don't think either is better or worse. And I, and I hesitate to even say those things because I know that like with how we think about productivity, it's almost as if this way of being is better. And it's not. It's just a different, like my just natural mode is to do a lot. And I'm sure a lot of that is from conditioning and, you know, I'm a quadruple Virgo. Like, I think that's part of it too. But I know that there are some of you out there who come to me and ask me and say, like, I struggle to even get started with things. Like, I struggle to do the to-do list, to get into action. And what I really want to say about that is you just want to get curious, like, what is it? Because you're not not doing 
anything, right? Like we're always doing something, even if it's quote unquote nothing, like even if we're resting or scrolling or whatever, like we're always in a state of something, right? And so what you want to ask yourself is, what is it that I am doing? And why is that more compelling than this thing that I think I either should be doing or even want to do? Like, if you're not getting into action about this thing, what is the thing you are doing and why is that more compelling to you? And you have to really let yourself, like, let your brain just tell you whatever it thinks. Because sometimes I'll ask my clients and they're like, well, there's just no reason. And I'm like, okay, well, but your brain has some reason, even if it seems silly or irrational, like it probably is irrational, but we can't breeze past that just because it's irrational. Like that might be the thing that's in the way. And so firstly, just know like you're not lazy. You're not bad because you're not doing a thing. You have a human brain and your human brain truly just wants you to do nothing. Like it it wants you to survive. And most things in our current society that we do feel like a threat to our brains for a lot of reasons. And so you have to understand, like, you're not doing anything wrong and you're not lazy. It's just the way that our brains work. Like, they want us to not do things. (laughs) They want us to not be productive, even if it's in favor of our survival, like, you know, going out and planting that crop. Your brain might be like, let's think of all the reasons why we shouldn't do this, because what if we go out there and a lion shows up? We could die. This is what our brain is doing on a very just like uh, inherent uh, natural level. What is the word that I'm looking for? I'm not sure. I'll think of it tomorrow, probably. Your brain wants you to Netflix and chill, but like really, like just (laughs) just Netflix and chill. It's why it's so easy to do that. It's why it's so easy to scroll on our phones, aside from, you know, just the inherent way that the app is that wants you to just keep using it and it knows how your brain works and that's why it's so addicting. But part of it too is that we live in a society where doing is prioritized above all, right? I've been saying this. And so I think that one thing that gets in the way for a lot of people who are like, I can't, I just can't get into action is that like you're, you have this like, I don't know, I don't know what to call it, maybe like a paywall against even searching for what the root cause is or like why it doesn't feel compelling to do the thing or why what you're doing feels compelling because you're just stopped by this shame of the fact that you're not doing it because of the way that our society is. If like you just have to be producing all the time and if you're not, you're wrong and you're lazy and bad. And I reject that, of course. And I think that's probably what's going on in a lot of brains is like, that's just the first thing that comes up, that feeling of like you've already messed up. And so that doesn't allow you in the moment a lot of times to unlock whatever else is going on. Like it just kind of shuts you down. And so it's like, well, I don't even know. There must be something wrong with me. That's why I can't do this. And there is nothing wrong with you. You just are not doing the thing that you either said you would or you want to do or you feel like you should do which is always a space to get curious. Like if there's a should there, always a space to get curious. So like allow yourself to say, it is okay that I've not done a thing. It is okay that I have not been producing. And even even if your brain is like, yeah, but it's not okay. It just is. 
right? Like we can get to a space of neutrality of like, but this just is where I am and I can feel my feelings about it. And what's next? Like, what is the reason? And again, I'm going to bring up, I have a podcast episode. I don't know why I can never remember the titles or the numbers. So never expect this from me um, about, I think, how to get anything done. Maybe that's the one. And then the one about positive consequence. And this is how I get myself, because it's not like, even though my natural mode is to just like do, 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 it's not like I never have moments of procrastination or of not being productive or of like having a thing on my list that I didn't do because I didn't feel like it. Of course, I'm also human. And when that's happening, I ask myself, like, what is the positive consequence of doing this thing? Sometimes that's all I need to ask. And it's like, I don't know why I always bring up the example of dishes, but that's just something that comes up. Maybe I don't feel like doing the dishes and I really want a clean sink or I want to use some of those dishes to make dinner or whatever. I just connect to, okay, it'll be really nice when this is done and I need to use this dish, so I must clean it and I might as well just take an extra five minutes and do all of the dishes. I don't have a dishwasher. Maybe I should say that because maybe for some of you, this is like, why why would this just put it in the dishwasher? I don't have one. I do everything by hand. Um, But I just connect to what the positive consequence is and I let myself feel the feelings and then I do the thing. And if that's not working, then I get to what is the root. And usually if there's something I'm really procrastinating on, really resisting, there's some sort of fear there. And that could come from, I mean, usually just like a past experience where I was hurt or where I messed up or some fear. There's some fear there, even if it seems silly. And that's why that's like how we block ourselves so often is we don't allow ourselves to have our feelings about something. We're just like, well, that thought is irrational, so I can't feel this way. No, feel how you feel. And then we can look at the thought and say, okay, like, how do I think about this? How do I feel about this? What do I want to do? How am I going to move forward? Like, all of this is is coaching area. So if these things are coming up, let's work together. Send me an email, DM me on Instagram, and let's talk about these things. Let's find what the root is. So you can either, like, basically what you get to at the point of that you get to the root of like what's going on, you either say, this is something I can let go of, like this task or this goal or this whatever, I can let go of it. Or now I have more understanding and I know how to get myself into action. Or it just naturally happens because you've worked through the root of it. Sometimes all you need is the awareness and you're like, oh, that's what was blocking me. I'm good. I can get into action now. It's all fine. And again, like, I just want to reiterate this. Sometimes you might get to a space where you're like, oh, I can just let that go. I don't need to do that thing. Because the other part of this episode that I wanted to bring in is when we prioritize productivity above all things, we are not listening to our capacity. We're not listening to how we want to live our lives. There are so many things that I think we just get so caught up in, like, I could do this. It could be a good idea to do this. There would be a positive consequence to doing this. And I I don't want to do it for X, Y, Z reasons. Like the process of doing it isn't worth it to me, even though there would be a positive consequence. Like I could get really invested in making my yard look nice. And it's just not the way that I want to spend my time. And so 
last year, I hired someone, a friend, love you, to do this. I paid them to take care of my lawn for me because I could do it myself and I could be productive in that way. I don't want to. Like, it's just not a desire for me. There's so many things that I could do that you could do that we can, we can say I don't have a desire to do this and there is another way and I'm willing, I would rather pay money for someone to do this than do it myself. And you can judge me all you want. I feel like for some reason, this is the thing that people judge others on is like not doing things yourself, but it's like, but then someone else is making money doing something that they want to do that I don't want to do. Like everyone wins in that circumstance. We don't have to be the ones producing everything. I, there are other things that I would, I would, I've done emails for a tattoo friend for many years because I like doing that. I like responding to those for her and she doesn't. So I do it. And that works out. Like, find the things that you are good at, that you have a desire to do. There, of course, will be things that, one, you you either cannot or don't want to pay for. Like, you just will do it yourself even though you hate it. And sometimes that just might be out of necessity. And I'm not saying that, like, everything is just, just delegate anything you don't feel like. No. But you can ask yourself in many moments, like, this is something that I'm not really finding myself drawn to. I don't desire to do it. And there is another way. And so I can choose that. And I can just let go of all of the other thoughts that are in the way of delegating this out and not doing it. And sometimes that's coming from a capacity. Like, I just don't have the mental capacity. Could I figure it out and do it? Sure. But I don't, I that would push me into a territory of not feeling great. And if I have an option, I'm going to take it. And I ask myself that often. And I think it's just so vital to listen to your body. And you will find if if this isn't something, if you're not very in tune with your body at this point in time, and you don't really have a grounded understanding of your own capacity, you're in an exploration phase. And that is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. And just understand that that's the space that you're in. And what will happen is you just say, okay, you know, like kind of as a, as a just small little example, like here's my week ahead. Here's what I would like to get done. This seems like what I have capacity for. You go through your week at the end of the week. Okay. What did get done? Was that because I had the capacity for all those things? Didn't have the capacity for all of those things? Like, where am I feeling in my body? Am I feeling overworked? Am I feeling like I actually could have done more and now I know? Am I feeling great? Am I feeling like, yeah, I I met my capacity. I did the things. I took care of things. There were some things I didn't get to and that's because I didn't have capacity for it. And you just keep checking in. It doesn't have to be even something you write down. You can just check in with your body. You can do this every day. You can do this moment by moment. But you just let it be an exploration of sometimes I might overwork and that's how I'm going to find where my where my baseline is. And sometimes I might and I and I question even using these terms, but underwork like I know that I could have done more and I had capacity for more and I didn't do that. And sometimes you might overwork or underwork intentionally like knowing that it's outside of your capacity and this is just what it is in the moment. And that also is okay. Like all of this 
everything I say is coming back to self-trust and having your own back and saying, I have the awareness of it. Maybe I overworked, maybe I underworked and all of it is okay. I'm going to have my own back. I, this is just information for me to learn and grow and evolve. If you listen to, I think it was last week that I talked about learning and growing and evolving. <laughs> so we just always want to be curious. I think that's just the best space to be in, you know, as you're exploring your capacity, as you're exploring what you want to produce, what you don't want to produce, what productivity means to you. These are all things that I support my clients with, that I help guide them towards their understanding of themselves. I will never tell you what to do because we're both human beings and you are in control of your life. And so as you're listening to this, of course, you know, as is said in many spaces, take what works and leave the rest. Like, just find the truth for you is what is most important. And really get curious about shoulds, about any feeling that might come from a should, even if you're not saying the word. Productivity is simply the state of producing something. And again, as I said in my example of of growing crops, that part of the producing isn't always active creation. You know, a lot of art is created in the liminal space, right? Like, so much of, like, we get ideas in the shower. We're not actively with our guitar or our piano or whatever, or our paints or what. Like, we get ideas when we're out in the world, when we're quiet, when we're hugging someone, if that's safe for you to do in this moment. It's not always coming from the moment when you sit down with your medium, meaning, like, your your paintbrush, your guitar, whatever. A lot of it is happening in the liminal space. And so let's lean into that and allow that to be good and okay and the way that things just actually naturally work. We, I, I've said before, and I even, I think, have a podcast episode about rest is productive, and I, I take it back. Rest is rest. And productivity is productivity. And they both are a part of our lives. It is not productivity above all else. We don't have the capacity for that as humans. And so I don't think we need to pretend like we do. And anyone that requires that of you, just because someone is requiring something of you doesn't mean you have to meet it. Just get curious with yourself. What am I here for? What am I willing to do? What do I have capacity to do? What do I desire to do? What do I desire to not do? What do I have capacity to not do? Getting curious is, I think, the best. And I do it often. So, I'm sending you all my love. And I will see you next time. Bye! If you liked this podcast, I want to invite you to work with me one-on-one. It all starts with a consult call where I will show you exactly how the life you really want is inevitable. And then we'll get to work making it so. To book that call, head to the link in the show notes or go to jillifred.com forward slash consult. That's J-I-L-L-I-F-R-E-D.com forward slash consult and choose the day and time that works best for you. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.